Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Gigi in the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Thank you for joining me today. I want to talk about Champagne, um, our recent trip to France. We are just back and I have so many cool things to share with you. So please, please stay with me. Today, let's talk about Champagne. And even if you are not a fan of Champagne, the story of the Champagne I like the most pretty much the only champagne I drink, um, mostly, uh, is, a, is a very interesting story, just the history of it. I cannot take credit for discovering my love affair with Verve Clico. That goes to friends Brian and Eric probably 15 years ago. They had Gary and I over, Gary, my husband, and I over for dinner, a lovely, beautiful dinner, and they served Verve Clicquot, and that was the first time I had it, and I liked it so very much, and I never really realized that I liked champagne, and the reason for that, I hadn't had Verve Clicquot before. Verve Clicquot is a beautiful brand. It is now owned by the Louis Vuitton company, rightly so. But let me just tell you how a woman back in the 1800s was responsible for, for virtually saving the champagne, the company, Verve Clicquot. Verve, by the way, means widow. Uh, Madame Clicquot, her name is Barbie Nicole. It's B-A-R-B-E, so it's probably in French Barbet. Um, Nicole Clico married the son of the original owner of uh, Verve Clico. She married um, Philippe Clico, was the original owner, and his son, Francois, was who she married in... Uh, 1798 and they were sadly tragically they were only married for seven years when he became suddenly ill and died at the age of 30 leaving her a widow at the age of 27 devastated by the loss of his son Philippe wanted to shut down the, the very successful vineyard it, it Philippe started uh, in textiles and many other things but it was champagne that brought him great success and but he went to shut it down and she wanted to keep it going and she did the grand dame kept it going she was so inventive and and uh, enterprising really she developed she is the one credited uh, in 1816 with developing what is called the riddling process in other words the clarification of champagne the process to in order to not waste the champagne she invented the riddling process that is basically still used today in 1818 she is totally responsible for the very first rosé ever invented which is of course mixing red and white wine together that is that is on madame Clicquot now, 
uh, lots goes in to the process of, of making champagne. The clarifying process that she came up with allowed in the coming years the mass production of champagne to happen. Verve Clicquot is made up, of course we all know in order for it to really be champagne you have to grow the grapes, you have to produce it in the champagne region of France. The grapes that are used to make Verve Clicquot, uh, it's 5% Meunier, 50% Pinot Noir, and 45% Chardonnay. Now what's interesting for me personally is I don't really care for Chardonnay wine as a rule, but it has a very high content in this champagne. You add a little sugar, you add a little yeast, and there you go. You are you are on your way to making great champagne. In 2015, Verve Clicquot launched one of my favorites, Rich Champagne. And uh, for that one, it takes uh, about three years to age that. Verve Clicquot ages their champagne typically longer than most others. They age it five to seven years. You will notice the, the Verve when you go into a wine store because they have a bright yellow label and that is what they still use to this day. Now I'm, go I'm going to get personal here with while we were in France, so stay with me, stay with me. Uh, in the beginning, they slap the uh, yellow label on to tell the differences in the wines. So there was a reason for that. Home to Verlico, uh, they have a, about a thousand acres, I think, something like that. Of, of don't quote me on that one, but uh, oh, uh, something very important. In 2014, they received sustainability certification, and that is very, very important. Home base for Verve Clico is in Reims, France outside of Paris. So when we were there recently, Gary booked us a trip on the train to go to what I call the mothership of Champagne, to Verve Clicquot, their, their headquarters, as it were, in Reims, France. And here's the thing. I, I, I like to have respect for what you're doing. So I, even though there was a little bit of a chill in the air, I still tried to dress up a little bit to honor Grand Dame, Madame Clicquot, the widow Clicquot, and to to honor her her work as a as a businesswoman making a difference in her business in the 1800s. You have to tip of the hat to her, T-O-T-H, tip of the hat, for for all she did, and and not to mention the, the greatness of their products. So off we went and arrived there, and they have the the big gates. It's not a large place. The actual the the It's not small. It's not small, but it, it it's not like you're not walking into a grand kind of huge villa like like you see in in California wine country uh, some of the 
the places have huge villas mm -hmm. and they're very ostentatious. That was not the case. Um, it's beautiful and classy. And it was a dream for me. It was just fun because in life, if you can't do things that are fun, if you can't have gusto, if you can't wake up every day and, and find the, the magic in the day, work harder on that <laughs> because you really should try. I don't know, maybe it's just easier for me to to, to, to find the magic than, than to look on the negative side. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I felt so happy there and 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 I felt an appreciation for this woman really is what it was to be honest that took this after the death of her husband at a very young age and and made it work and all these years later it's still one of the top champagnes embraced by royalty and that that's that is the truth um, so while we were there, you, you have a tasting of their different champagnes, vintage, and, uh, and they have a demi-sec, which is a little bit sweeter uh, champagne, and then their brut. Uh, so, and then you have, you know, the charcuterie that goes, of course, along with that. And then there are, there's a bicycle that has Veuve Clicquot on it. And then on the inside, there are photos. It's just... It was just fun. It was just fun. And the people there were so friendly, as we found really throughout France, if you uh, work with them. Uh, so I had been looking for, and when I say I, I mean Gary, had been searching for this thing that I had seen because I follow Verve Clico, the news about them, and they had come out with this thing called Icebox, and it's a box that holds your champagne, and then it accordions out, I've talked about it on my podcast, and you put ice in it, and you can take it with you, and go somewhere, go to a park, although you can't drink wine in parks in France, <laughs> other parks, take it, and they had it there, they they don't have it everywhere in this country, it's, they, that won't be out until the holidays, and whatever, whatever got the run around, there it was, so yeah, I, I dropped some money, let me tell you. Uh, because while Verve Clicquot is not the most expensive by far, it is not. It's not cheap. It, it's definitely not cheap. But also, I had one of these little boxes made. It says Palm Beach on it, and it gives the amount of it's in kilometers really from from the headquarters there in Reims to Palm Beach is on this box. It's very very good. It, it looks like an arrow, and you put it on the side. If you go to a wine store to buy to buy Verve Clicquot, you're going to pay for Rich, which is my absolute favorite, is about $80 for that. The Brut is about $50, depending on where you get it. It can be a little bit more. Uh, and then you, go, you can go right on up uh, the ladder to, to more expensive vintages. One interesting tidbit about that champagne being quality, there have been two different shipwrecks where they found bottles in this century uh, of, of Clicquot. And 
one of them was uh, Michigan, the Michigan uh, uh, Department of Natural Resources. They found and they discovered a number of cases of Verplico in a shipwreck and uh, in Lake Huron. And they said it was still very drinkable. And, and it was it was shipwrecked from you know the 1800s and so um, it's a very very interesting champ champagne but mainly I loved being sharing that with Gary because Gary is not a champagne drinker all that much he will a little bit along but he indulges my love of, of Verve Clicquot in so many sweet ways that it makes it even more special for me. Um, he even bought special Hemingway coops. Um, they're coops that Hemingway drank out of back in his day um, for, for, for us to, to have. Isn't that really what life is all about? <sighs> Taking something and maybe it is something very, very small and making it into something really memorable and really fun. And I will not forget this trip we did, the fun we had at the actual mothership <laughs> for Verve Clico. It was unforgettable. It was fun. The people there made it fun, even more fun than just sharing it with Gary, who is all in on everything. He is the most fun person ever. And and it's just, it's it's something in history. It's um, it's very meaningful uh, to, to have something that you like so much and to know the history of it, because I've known the history of Verve Clicquot for a long time. And then to be there and to witness the actual operation, as it were. No, you're not seeing them press the grapes. You're not seeing how they actually pour the, the champagne into the how they bottle it or anything like that no but you're there and you're seeing the grapes you're seeing some of the grapes that that are used in Verplico so that is my story about our day in Rims and it's not spelled that way by the way it's R-E-I-M-S everything is pronounced differently if you know uh, the French language than what it looks like and what it appears to be. Uh, I actually left clothes in a pair of nice boots behind in France so that I could safely pack away uh, our purchases from Verve Clico. And it was quite amusing. I commented on Instagram on the Verve Clico uh, on their their place on uh, Instagram and said that and they responded back priorities right yeah exactly priorities and that's true about everything in life isn't it okay thanks for listening uh, let me know let me know if you drink Berkeley Co let me know if you think it's not worth the money and um, I get that <laughs> I understand that uh, Please, though, do look up the stories that Gary is doing on Splash Magazine and All Things Cruise because he's doing a lot of writing about our adventure, our Parisian, our France, 
uh, adventure, our journey. Uh, G-E-R-R-Y, but it's pronounced Gary Barker on All Things Cruise, NorthPalmBeachLife.com, and Splash Magazine Worldwide. These podcasts always rest on NorthPalmBeachLife.com, as well as 20 platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, you name it. And if you're having trouble commenting, which I found out today some people are, on my podcast, I hope you will go to our website. You can contact me very easily at NorthPalmBeachLife.com and and let me know because I do want to know. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for lending me your ears again and your eyes to Gary's stories and for traveling with us vicariously. We know you're out there and we appreciate it so very much. Don't forget my books on Amazon, Pamela Barker. Go get them. They're just fun little reads. I'm Pam Barker at GG in the 561. Stay with me.